Hey, so thanks so much for joining me today. I'm so excited. Jesus has a word for us, as usual. He's so good. He's so in love with us. And he's not going to let it just go that we don't know what's going on. He wants us all to know his will. He wants us all to have revelation knowledge of the things to come. So get ready. Jesus is going to talk through me today. Okay, let's acknowledge him. Jesus, thank you for using me today. Thank you for speaking through me. I give you all the praise and all the glory for what you're about to do here today. Teach us your way. Teach us how to live in your kingdom right here and right now so that we're ready to move in you, with you when we leave here. We give you all the glory in your name. Amen. So he wants to talk to us about complacency. It's not as well that one should perish. He said when he comes, will he find faith on the earth? So he wants to teach us where we're at in our faith and that we are complacent. I want to read this, what he said to me. He said, complacency will cause compromise, you know, that you settle and compromise a lack of joy. And a lack of joy will cause a lack of hearing and a lack of hearing will cause a lack of heaven and a lack of heaven, a lack of life and a lack of life, death. You know, Jesus reminds me of what he said. He said, I'm telling you all these things so that your joy can be complete. Because the joy of the Lord is your strength. When you have joy, you have peace, you have energy, you're motivated to do as well. And when we don't fellowship with him, we're not going to have that joy. We're not going to be able to acknowledge that thing that we need to do to be right with him. I also wanted to read um, at the definition of complacency. Apathetic, casual, disinterested, incurious, indifferent, insensible, nonchalant, unconcerned, indifferent, half-hearted, aloof, cold, numb, unemotional, callous, hard-hearted, insensitive, unfeeling, calm, cool, detached, unfeeling, dispassionate, careless, lethargic, unimpressed, unimpressed. And the last one, I say the best for last, lukewarm. Right? Jesus said if we're lukewarm, he's going to spit us out of his mouth. Because when we're lukewarm, we're complacent. We've given up. We've become numb. We've distanced ourselves from Jesus. And if we're not in constant fellowship with him, that's what's going to happen. The enemy's going to sneak in. I want to read this to you before I go on to Revelation 3.16. So because you are lukewarm and either hot or cold, I will spew you out of my mouth. You know, we start out, we're in love with Jesus, and we're all excited. And then things get a little rough because the enemy comes. Um, my son was telling me the story about this person who had this pet rat, and it just made me think of Satan. And the rat would squeeze underneath the door to get to the next room. And that's what Satan does. He sneaks in any which way he can to come in to get you to compromise. To get you to think, oh, Jesus doesn't care. That's too hard. You can't do that. You can't be that great person he called to be. You know, God gives us all in ministry, and it has to do with his quest on the earth to bring his will to pass. And he works so hard to get us to think that we're not good enough and we can't do that. And that's when we become calloused and hard-hearted and you know, he, he gets you thinking these things you don't even realize you're thinking against Jesus. And Jesus is for you. And he said, will I find faith? 
when I come. Faith is our responsibility. We've all been given the same measure of faith. In order to increase our faith, we have to spend that time needed with Jesus. He is our charger. You plug your phone in every day, right, to get charged. you got to plug in to him every day. And if you don't, the enemy is going to take over in your life. You're going to be controlled by him. And you can't have it both ways. Either you're going to believe Jesus, you're going to press in, and you're going to believe him, or you're going to have fellowship with the enemy and believe him when you don't even realize you're having fellowship with him. You know, uh, the other thing that um, Jesus is talking to me today about is he said, don't listen to false prophets. And they're going to lead you astray. And so much of the time, we go to church and we're being led astray. The word is compromised. Well, God doesn't always do that, or God didn't mean that for now. You know, the word of God is our truth. The word of God is our faith, and we have to have our own relationship with Jesus so that we can recognize the truth from the lie. Because if we grow cold, if we're complacent, if we compromise, we're not going to fit into the kingdom of God. It's either one way or the other. We don't look at what we see. We walk by faith. Just because you don't see it doesn't mean that it's not true. The word of God is true. God is not a liar. And we are called as Christians to walk by faith, not by what you see. I'll never forget when my son, um, we're, we're believing for his healing, and his back was hurting him. And I knew that scoliosis could be what was happening because the doctors told me that that would happen. He saw four or five doctors um, once a month, and they warned me of all the things that could happen. And so that was in the back of my mind. But the Word of God says, by his stripes, by those stripes that Jesus took, we are healed. And I was seeking, and I was knocking. And I was learning that I had to believe that even though I didn't see it. Well, it's a hard thing to teach someone something that you've studied and that you have revelation for. But he was my son, and I was going to teach him no matter what it took. And I'm still teaching him today. Anyway, we walked down the road behind our house by faith, believing he was healed. And when we were almost back home, he was just complaining so much. And I heard the enemy talk to me. He said, you are just a terrible mom. Look what you're making him do and all that pain that he's in. And then I instantly heard God. And he said, tell your son, tell Trent to stop saying what is. Because it's a compromise. Either you believe you're healed or you don't. I was talking to one of my friends the other day, and she was doing the same thing. She was saying what she had, and she was saying by his stripes she was healed. And she couldn't figure out why anything was happening. And it's because she was saying two different things. Jesus said, whatever you say, if you believe, it will happen. So if you believe it, you're going to say it. And you're not going to believe it or even say it if you're not hanging out with the Word, if you're not hanging out with Jesus. If you're listening to a false prophet, if you're listening to someone teach you, that Jesus isn't going to heal you, 
then you're not going to be able to receive that healing and you're compromising the word. You've become cold-hearted and maybe even angry and um, wishing that it would have happened, but it didn't. So now you quit and you gave up and you have that little grudge in the back of your heart somewhere against God. And it's not fair. It's not true. You made the choice to listen to the false prophet. And that false prophet also is going to lead you into um, eternal damnation. Because if you keep listening to somebody who's compromising the word of God, then you're going to be walking down that white path instead of the narrow path. I was listening to someone the other day, and God is just prompting me to talk about it, where Jesus talked about, don't follow the thief. The thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And the man was pointing out that that it, those are, he was talking about false prophets, right? You should study it out, John 10, 10. Because um, a, a false prophet is hired. A false prophet does it for the money. And so his heart isn't in it. He doesn't care about you. Jesus laid down his life for you. And the Holy Spirit has come. When you invite him to come and live on the inside of you, then he's going to lead you and he's going to guide you and he's going to tell you the truth. And then you're going to recognize a false prophet. Um, Timothy talks about itchy ears, and that's where we are today. God was pointing that out to me, that people just want to hear what they want to hear. They don't want to hear the truth. And if you don't want to hear the truth, if you don't hear the truth, if you just want to hear what feels good, then you're not going to be living with Jesus. His truth is to set you free. His truth is good, and we have to choose between the truth and our flesh. Because if we're going to be catering to our flesh, we're not going to want to hear the truth, and we're going to have those itchy ears, and just hearing what we want to hear, just making our own law. And yeah, it seems okay now, but when Jesus comes, it won't be okay, because you won't be able to spend eternity with him. It starts right here and right now. You know, maybe you're thinking, well, it's not my fault if I go to church and my pastor's teaching me the wrong thing. It is your fault, because as I just explained to you, that when you receive Jesus, when you ask him to come and live on the inside of you, he's going to teach you. Revelation 3, 19 and 20, 19, 3, 19, he said, I correct those that I love. And if you're willing to be corrected, your whole life here should be that, that conviction. Jesus teaching you who he is and how to live in his kingdom. And that's what you should be going after. Go after the truth. The truth will set you free. And then he said, if you're willing to do that, that he is knocking at the door of your heart. And if you will heed his voice, he will come in and he will teach you. He will prepare you. The Holy Spirit will be there for you all the time, day and night. He will tell you things to come. He'll remind you of things Jesus said. He won't speak on his own accord. And so the way not to compromise, the way not to give up, is to constantly be looking for truth and go ahead and and get get let Jesus help you wash you with the word get your life cleaned up get the sin out of your life get the sin out of your life so that you can live in the calling that he called you to do so you can live by faith and not by sight you can't live by what you see you have to live by his word and by you believing that, you'll get this picture in your mind, and then you will bring that to pass. And it takes time. It takes a commitment. It takes knowing the Word of God, putting the Word of God before you every day so that you're not fooled. 
So the enemy can't just sneak under the door and come in and fool you. He is constantly working. He's a constant voice in your head. The word says, take captive every thought and make it obedient to the word of God because he's going to come in and he's going to try to control you. Just like in the garden, he wanted to control Adam and Eve and he lied to them and he's lying to you and you don't want to quit and you don't want to give up. Don't quit on the dream God put in your heart. Don't quit believing. Don't quit walking by faith. Fight the good fight of faith. The kingdom of God is taken by force. And so many of God's children are just laying around, sitting around, stunned, hard-hearted, confused, not knowing what to do, because they're not looking at the word of God. They're not looking at the book. They're living by another man's word. We got to get our own revelation. Keep on seeking, keep on knocking, and that door will be open to you. Don't compromise the word. Don't compromise the word because you're going to be on that wide path that leads to eternal damnation. And that's a message I have for you today. God is saying, don't be complacent because if you're being complacent, you're lukewarm and you want him to tell you the truth. In fact, um, about a week or so ago, he told me I was lukewarm. I was not believing in an area. I let the enemy slip under the door and lie to me. But I keep on seeking and I keep on knocking for truth. And then God shows me that truth. And you have to spend that time at his feet. You have to keep asking him questions. You have to let him teach you. You have to want to know the truth and go ahead and take the correction that comes with that truth. Let him correct you because he's getting you ready for heaven. Never ask Jesus to come be the Lord of your life. Then all you have to do is ask him. All you have to do is reach out and and ask him to come and live on the inside of you and teach you and show you truth. And then you will recognize that lie. And you want to keep on asking him that you can see the truth and go ahead and let him correct you. So I would love to pray with you, dear Jesus. We thank you so much that you want us to know the truth and you want us to live with you for eternity. And you want us to have that good life. You said, you have come that we may have life to the full until it overflows. And we can't have that life without having the truth that sets us free from the bondage the enemy tries to put us in. So we thank you and praise you for it. We love you that you want to correct us and teach us your way. We receive correction, conviction from you right now. I just feel God prompting me. Just take a minute and just let him speak to your heart. You've asked him to come and live on the inside of you. He's there. And every time you feel that conviction, you're going to know it. And if you follow that prompting, you're going to be obeying him. And then you're going to have that joy that you need to live that good life that he called for you. Let's just take a minute. Say, Lord, correct me. Please correct me. Set me straight. Set me on the I just got a correction, and I'm going to receive that. And I hope that you did too. And he doesn't stop correcting you. It's not one time. It's over and over again because we don't live in heaven on the earth. We don't. We we live compromised, and so we need him to teach us. 
And we can't depend on another man. You're depending on your pastor, and he's going to hell. That means you're going to go to hell, too. And it is our fault. Jesus reached out to us already. We have the word. You have the word of God. And when you follow that and and you're asking him to help you, he's going to. He said, in fact, you can't do anything without him. You can't know your sin without him. You can't know if you're going to heaven without him. So many people are walking that path of pride and thinking, I'm good. I've been a Christian for 38 years or whatever it is. I'm ready for Jesus. I can't wait. But maybe that whole time that you thought you were right with him, you're not. He said, not everyone who calls me Lord will enter into the kingdom of heaven. Only those who do the will of my Father. And you can't even know you're not doing his will. You can't see without him. You can't do anything without him. So you have to get on your knees and find out what it is that you might be missing. Find out and then start doing that. And then when you get that fixed, he'll give you something else to do and something else to do. We're being changed into his likeness as we live here. We're not there. We have not arrived. So you need correction. And he corrects those he loves. Jesus is coming, and we have to be ready. And he's calling us complacent. He's saying we're lukewarm, and he's going to spit us out of his mouth if we're lukewarm, because if we're not for him, we're against him. If we're not believing, we're doubting. It's impossible to please him without faith. Will he find faith on the earth when he gets here? Faith is that thing that you need to live your life for him. And you have to go go get it. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. Faith comes by hearing the word of God and getting revelation knowledge and walking in it. Thanks so much for listening today. And God bless you. Mm-hmm.